0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Lackadar Podcast. I'm glad you could join today, and before we get started, I want to go ahead and open us up with a quick word of prayer. God, right now, I just thank you for this day, and I thank you for everything you've given me, God, and I just thank you for being so good, God, and I thank you for all the listeners, God, and you would, I thank you so much for Jesus, God, and I just ask you to please help me to speak the words you would have me to, God, and then you would please help the listeners to listen and get what you would have them to get out of it, God. And thank you for using me to do this, God, because, God, I'm so humbled. And I just, again, ask you to please help the podcast to go according to how you would have it to, God, and it's in your name, I pray, amen. Alright, so today, we are doing so really new song actually came out earlier this year and it is called good God almighty by David Crowder and here it is I can't count the times I've
1: coached
0: Mm. Mm. Is that not one of the best songs you've heard? Well, so as always, there is a Bible verse to go along with this. Um, It's out of the book of Revelation, chapter 11, verse 17, which says, Saying, we give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, who is and who was, for you have taken your great power and begun to reign and this is in revelation when john is having his revelation of what the end times are going to look like and these are the 24 elders who sit on their thrones before god and that verse 16 that tells us that and they're saying we give thanks to you lord god almighty who was and who who is and who was for you have taken your great power and begun to reign and God's always right, But that's just, he is seated on his throne at the end of time. And that's what that verse is in regards to. But a couple things real quick, or one thing real quick, before we get started. Almighty just means almighty, pretty much the powerful, mighty God that we serve. So, as always, I'm going to go ahead and unpack the lyrics. So... The first verse says, "I can't, I can't count the times I've called your name some broken night, and you showed up and patched me up like you do every time." So this is just in reference to those times when we feel like our head's just, <coughs> sorry, our head is just above the water when we feel like we don't know how much longer we can go on, and some. Ber- Call to your name. Just the fact that we can call God's name when we're broken. And he shows up and, I'm so sorry, patches us up like he does every time. Not sometimes, not most of the time. Every time God comes to our rescue and fixes us from the problems, like the, whatever we call it, might not be in the way we want to, but God is going to hear our prayer. And answer. And then the next line says, I get amnesia. I forget that you keep coming around. Yeah, ain't no way you'll ever let me down. So this is just amnesia. You just forget things. We we always forget that God comes. And we always, in our minds, when he's running late, or running late, finger quotes around that, because God's always on time. When we think he's running behind, we think he's not going to come through. We forget about the times before, like every other time before that he has come through. And we just, in that moment, I know I do it all the time. In that moment, we think, well, God's not going to come through this time. We know in our hearts he will, but it's just we forget so then, the chorus starts, "Good God Almighty," which is just a praise to God and just calling Him good and Almighty. I hope you'll find me praising Your name, no matter what comes. So, praising His name that can be in our lives. I think it's Romans twelve, verse one that says that our spirit, that our life, could be our spiritual worship and sacrifice. That's something along those lines. But um, for some people, like Crowder, it is singing. I'm not that big of a singer. But I love music and I love to sing, but not in front of people. But whatever it is that God's given you as a spiritual gift, that's the way you can praise Him. And no matter what comes, no matter if it's another big COVID spike or no matter what it is, no matter what comes, we I want God to find me praising Him. And then it says, because I know where I'd be without your mercy. And that's a true statement. Because I don't, I don't know where I would be without God's mercy, but it wouldn't be here doing this podcast. And God's mercy just is overwhelming the fact that we are a completely different creation with His mercy and His grace. That if we saw the self, the person we would be without His grace, we wouldn't believe it. And that's nothing good on our parts because we haven't done anything. It's all through God's mercy. And it says, so I keep praising your name at the top of my lungs. And like I said, if you don't sing... That's just full force because singing at the top of your lungs is just singing with everything you've got. So just do whatever it is that God has equipped you and enabled you to do. Just give it all to him. And then the next part is tell me, is he good? And background vocal, background vocals say he's good. And it says, tell me, is he God? And it says, he's God. And then the then it says, he is good God almighty. This part's not a- Crowder's not asking, "Is God good or is God God?" he's I mean, of course, he's doing it for the song, but that's no no way doubting because he is good God Almighty. He is, and you know, a lot of times this is rabbit hole here. We say that as a cuss word. Now I'm not gonna say it because y'all know what it is, but it's like um yesterday. It well I'm recording this on Monday. You'll get it on Tuesday. So the Sunday before you hear this, Brother Jerry Watts at New Hope said that the some the only thing some people know about Jesus is his name as a cuss word or something like that. And that is in no means what Crowder is saying and that is in no means what we should be saying. Because God is good and almighty and does not deserve his name to be thrown in with cuss words. And, I mean, in fact, in Exodus 20, <clears throat> it says do not use the Lord's name in vain. And that is part of what do not use the Lord's name in vain means. But, so, it's, it's easy to do sometimes, but but we need to absolutely stay away from that and just praise God with all we have. So, second verse starts off with, You say your love goes on forever, that your mercy never stops. So why would I assume you'd be somebody that you're not? So God's mercy does go on. We see here in Revelation eleven, seventeen that he's still Lord God Almighty, who is and who was. So this is in the future. We don't know when this could be before 2021 is over that this stuff starts happening. Who knows? But God himself. But whenever this is God, we know that John saw that God was still good. And so we know if he's good here, that hasn't happened yet. He's good in our life. So why would we assume that he's somebody that he's not? God's never going to, this is kind of on the subject of this, but God's never going to tell you to do something that's not in his script, that it's not in his word. So if you're hearing God or hearing what you think is God telling you to do something, but it doesn't match up with his word, then it's not God. And why would we assume that God would not come through like he has before? It's not going to happen. God's always going to hate to even say come through because that just makes us sound like that he's not, that he hasn't before. God's always going to fulfill what you ask. It might not be in the way you want it, but God will answer your prayers. I mean, that can be a scary thought sometimes. Because God answers prayers and yes, or not now, or no. I mean, that's pretty much the three ways God answers His prayer. And our no seems like an unanswered prayer, but there is no such thing. And we like the yeses, and we really, we don't like the noes and the not nows, because we take them as He didn't answer. But He answers. So why would we assume He's somebody that He's not? And I lost my place. Let's see. Like sun in the morning. I know you're going to be there every time. That's an amazing analogy. Because I'm reading the book. I read it. I read one book. The first book last year. The Insanity of God. By Nick Ripkin, And now I'm reading the sequel. To that book. The Insanity of Obedience. And I know both of those. Could sound blasphemous. But if you've ever read the book. You know that it's not. And that it's just. The awesomeness. The crazy things that happen in other, in the Eastern world. Not that they can't happen in the Western world, but the things that Nick Ripkin talks about that he's seen, he can't even use his real name. His real name is not Nick Ripkin. I don't know what it is, but he said in his first book that Nick Nick Ripkin wasn't his real name because of um privacy issues. And God is just doing some awesome things. Was doing some awesome things over there. Still is. I'm not sure what years this book, these books are last through, but um, anyway, my point was, in the first book, and then he retold it in the second book, he tells an encounter with a man who, I can't remember his name, but tell talks to him about all the miracles that happen over there, and the man takes him to the window and says, do you get your son up every morning? to or he said, no I'm sorry that was bad so bad starting that off. So he says Nick asks this guy why would you not write these down? The stories of persecution and God just using these people And he says Um So it would be like he said he tells Nick, do you get your kids up every morning and rush them to the eastmost part of your house and look out the window and watch the sunrise? And Nick said, no, that would be crazy. And he said, exactly. Because that's how God, that's how these people picture God. Just like the sun rising up in the morning. He's always going to be there just in time, every day. And that was a, when I read it, that's what I thought. I'm sorry that I butchered that at first and all that. But that's an amazing picture of God. Because the sun is always going to rise in the east. And God's always going to be there, just like the sun rising in the east. And then it says, so what on earth would make me be afraid? What do we have to be afraid of? I mean, Satan whispers in our ears all the time that we should be anxious. But what do we have to be anxious of if the God that we serve rises like the sun of the east every day? It's certain that God's going to come to the rescue, that God's going to be there. And then you have the chorus again, and then it says, praise him in the morning, praise him in the noontime, praise him when the sun goes down. Love him in the morning, love him in the noontime, love him when the sun goes down. And it's not just these three times a day, but those are the major three times a day. Morning, noontime, sun goes down. That covers pretty much the whole day. So in other words, if he wanted to make this not be a musical masterpiece, he could have said, praise him all day, love him all day. That's pretty much the same thing as what he says. He just, sorry, talking so fast. Um, He just had to, um I'm trying to think of my words, I just lost focus. He was making music. But, this, all this is, is praise him and love him all day. That's all it is. So why are we not doing that? And I'm saying we, because that's me too. Praise him and love him all day. And sometimes it can be hard. But he's the God of the universe that loves us. And has called us according to his purpose. So then, does the chorus again in the last few lines of the song, Jesus in the morning, Jesus in the noontime, Jesus when the sun goes down. And then it repeats it again. This is just Jesus all the time. And I don't know about you, but that's what I need. I need Jesus all the time. And not just when things are going bad or not just when things are going good. We need Jesus all the time. So let's keep in mind that God is good. God is God and God is almighty. And... We have to, or we don't have to, but we get the opportunity to praise God and we squander that opportunity. So let's not do that. And I just, it's all I got. I'm going to go ahead and pray and then move into closing thoughts. Dear Lord, thank you for this day and thank you for um, everything you've done for me, God. And thank you for this podcast and the listeners, God, and for sending Jesus, and please help us to share your word, God, and love others, God, and not just be a fake love that we say we have for others, but that we could truly love them and show them that, God, and God, just please help me and the listeners to love you more every day and praise you more every day, God, and thank you for being good, and God, and almighty God, and it is in your name I pray, amen. So, closing thoughts. Um, you know, usually this is based off of some kind of previous political event, but I don't know if there hasn't been any, or I just haven't really seen any political events this week, but one thing, two things that really kind of struck me, and they go hand in hand, are love and evangelism. We're called to love people, even the people that it's hard to love. And we're called to evangelize, even to the people that it's hard to evangelize. And the two go hand in hand. Sunday morning was about evangelism at New Hope. And this guy, he was an atheist. We had a video. There wasn't an atheist preaching. But there was this video of this guy who, he was an atheist, and he had been shared the gospel, given a gospel tract. And he said that how much do you have to hate somebody not to share the gospel with them? And this guy did not believe after he was ministered to, but he his point was, if there is a God, which there is, then why are his people not sharing the gospel? And that struck me. But we can't just share the gospel without love, because the gospel is a harsh message. It is. I mean, it's at its core. You can't do it on your own. You mess up everything. You're going to hell to die for eternity. But Jesus has stopped that. That's the heart of the gospel message. So I mean, if you're giving that to people without love, then you're in bad shape. But and part of discipleship is dis, discipling is relationships. So love and evangelism—you can't pick them. You can't pick which one you want. You have to have both of them. And we as a twenty-first century, we as twenty-first century Christians have made evangelism so hard when it's really just talking about Jesus. And there are a lot of people that would say they believe, but their lifestyles don't back that up. But we have to love them, pray for them, and share the gospel with them, and do it out of love. And love even those that it's hard to love, because that is really hard to do, but that's what we're called to do. So I hope you guys have a great week. Oh! Forgot to mention something. Um, I mentioned this last week, but still going to redo it. The last Tuesday of every month, so I don't have a calendar in front of me, so I'm not sure what that date is. It's three weeks from the day you hear this, I believe, so I think it's going to be somewhere along the, here, let me just find getting a calendar real fast, the 22nd. No, the 23rd will be another Testimony Tuesday. And hope you enjoyed last week's. I know that um, I've gotten a lot of people tell me that they really liked that. And that they really like Jackson being on there. And Jackson told me the same thing. And going to give you a little sneak preview. I'm not going to tell you who is on the next one. But I've been praying through this. And on the Testimony ones... Jackson Carney is going to come on as permanent co-host. So it'll be me and him talking to whoever is giving their testimony that day. And I've got a list of some people that I've been praying through. I haven't asked them yet, but if it fits God's will, they'll be on here. So let's love and evangelize this week. And hope you guys have a great week. And I love you. Goodbye.